Hi, everyone. I am here with my friends uh, Cassie and Grace, who are uh, collaborators in the uh, ET Contact CE5 uh, movement, which is very large. Uh, the People's Disclosure Movement is a million people or more around the planet. And two of those very special people are here right here so we can have a conversation about uh, our mutual experiences, thoughts, and perspectives um, on this movement, because there is a lot going on uh, with a lot of contact, a lot of issues and things that we can talk about and hopefully inspire and educate people about as we go along. So mm -hmm. this is just a conversation between friends, and uh, I hope that you all enjoy it. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here, Costa, because you were one of the first few people that I, I, I forget, actually, did you reach out to me through TikTok? I don't know. I, I know I'm I may have because I was working a lot on TikTok at the time and uh you were probably one of those you may be interested in or suggested friends or something. And I I followed through, I saw all of your content there, clicked through a couple of them, and I've got, oh my God, I've got to talk to this person. Uh, <laughs> you know, this is you're very interesting and uh you hit on related topics and you were just very eloquent about all the different passionate things you were talking about that were or were not about ET contact. But yeah, I think I was the one that, that reached out. Yeah, that sounds about right. Because that was right in the heat of when I was doing my CE5 events. And so when I met you, um, and you were like, no way, I'm, I'm, I went to Indiana University, you know, and I think that's I was like, Oh, we be, you know, we became friends because of that, I think. And then it just it's all downhill from there. Just talked about CE5 ever since. <laughs> and now I'm uh, I'm uh, envious that you're in Sedona and I'm not. But <laughs> Hopefully you can come out here soon and we can do a CE5 event or something. Oh, absolutely. Uh, in fact, it's interesting. I was just thinking of fun destinations now that uh, my wife and I are going to start traveling a little bit more again for fun. And we were thinking, where can we go? Uh, now, we've been to Sedona, but it was a three-hour drive-through tour to get to see, like, really some high points, but that was it. However, uh, knowing people like you down there now, uh, what a great opportunity to to do some mm -hmm. uh, some contact work. Thank you. That'd be cool. a lot of fun. We'd yeah. go to, like, Bell Rock or something. We know the spots to take you. Yes, gotcha. we do. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll bet you do, and you'll be finding... Yeah, our other friends maybe would want to join us too, you know, and come out and meet us. We'll have to see if we can make that happen. Well, that's the cool thing about uh, a group, you know, uh, like-minded group, uh, the group field gets built and resonates and uh, it uh, synergizes, right? So yeah, you'll make some cool friends. I'm sure you will. And I expect to be hearing about some of your neat experiences and uh, along the way too, before oh. we get out there. Don't worry. Don't worry. You, you will be because the people we joke about this a lot, but um, there's only a handful of people that can really get what we're talking about, you know, and so we're going to try to keep those people in a tight circle so we can, <laughs> so we well, can have these conversations. No, absolutely. Uh, one of the things I've discovered in the years of networking I've been doing, you know, in this area, you know, building a community uh, centered around ET contact is people want to find groups, but they they do find it difficult, even though there's a general interest out there and open mindedness more than there used to be is what I'm saying. Still finding someone who's willing uh, or someone's to, willing to commit to like a regular group practice and show up and and really gets the resonance, the, the, the deepness of what this experience really is about. Uh, it's difficult to find people who stay focused and, and with you. And when you do it, but you know, it's like life. It's difficult to find really good friends. You don't, you may have lots of acquaintances, right? But BFFs come along every once in a while. And I think that group work in this area too, uh, take some time to find the quality of people you want, but boy, is it worth it. It's fun. Yeah. It's really, um, even when we were at the LA Expo, I just noticed, I was like, everybody that I've come into contact with has an open mind, an open heart. They're just so eager and willing to learn about possibilities that they might not be familiar with. You know, it was just such a, 
such a cool experience. And now, I, I mean, that's just what we're going to continue doing is finding more of those people and just having these conversations and just we can only go up from here, you know. I agree. Cassie, had you done much of your own direct contact? I know that both of you are uh, uh, involved with the Ashtar Command. So I imagine there's some of that there. So basically how I found out about everything is I was a senior in college and I was I had a crystal jewelry business like I like to wrap crystals so I was super into that and I went through a box in my grandma's basement and I found these crystals that were labeled Ashtar crystals and that sent me down a whole spiral where I found out about the Ashtar command and then I found out my great-grandmother she wrote the seven books and then she traveled for like 10 years and did a newsletter and did all of these things. And from then, um, that really sparked my awakening. And I started having dreams about being on board and have dreams with Ashtar and other beings. And then there was a time when I came out to Arizona for my first time. I came up to Sedona to visit somebody who used to work with my great-grandmother. And I was like, all right, guys, I'm going to need a sign. Like, come on, I need to see something. Even though I can't ask to see that. I was like, I just need, I just, I know I've seen you in my dreams, but I've, I, I want the 3D experience, please. And so I was on the plane and the plane was just stopped for 30 minutes. It was just delayed. And we were just sitting on the runway for 30 minutes. And all of a sudden I see something just zoom down by and it, I see a ship and it had like this green light on it. It was like matte black. And was other it triangle? Or mm-hmm. like what was the, it was like, like a like a saucer type thing. Yeah. But other than that, I've only really had experiences in dreams. But when I'm with Grace, like we'll see them fly by and things like that. But never the type of experiences she has had. Oh, I mean, already what you just described is enough even once to be life-changing for most people, right? And I know that because I get contacted by people like that, you know, who had one experience, whether a younger, older, whatever, that was undeniably theirs and that they believed. Uh, So don't downplay, we're not counting here, you know, you've had five, I've had four, I've lost track of mine. Uh, uh, but she doesn't have a choice. She's just with it for the long run at this point. So if I have to do it, so does she. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, uh, you know, you, you could, we could all do a whole lot worse in terms of our interest in this, right? Over the long term. Uh, I really believe that, I mean, this is the future. Uh, and that's one reason I wanted to talk to, to, to you too, because, uh, the this the community that that I have anyway, and I know there are many other communities. Mine is not the only one. The ET Let's Talk community has such a diversity of people, um, you know, of of cultures, of beliefs, of ages, you know, whatever. And it's always a thrill to see that the common thread uh, is we've all been touched by an experience or experiences that have you know opened us up and helped us walk into this kind of a larger life of cosmic contact. So uh, along the way, I thought I wanted to talk to people who are younger than me about your perspectives as you look out on life uh, uh, vis-a-vis, you know, your your hopes and dreams in general for what your life is like, is going to be like, you know, which is natural for people just out of school as they look ahead in their future and they, you know, they envision, you know, what do they want to do? Where do they want to be? Who do they want to be with? What do they want to accomplish? That's all normal stuff and and right. But what's cooler about uh, what we're experiencing here is that wrapped above that is the cosmic interaction that that kind of lies before us. And that's why I wanted to ask you what your perspectives were like, not just in the normal part of what am I going to do with my life? What do I want to accomplish? But as you look out on the larger world, what are your feelings about these cosmic uh, visitations that are upon us now and what ramifications those will have as contact increases and the kind of future that maybe I never dreamed of this in college. You know, I'm older than you, but uh, this was not a thing. Back when I was in school at IU in Bloomington, there were people in this topic, but you didn't talk much about it. If you would seriously wanted to be taken seriously in whatever field you were in, because you immediately got uh, put into uh, a certain box as crazy or as weird or those that paranormal stuff. But I know things have changed in the last few decades and people coming out of school recently, like uh, like you two have, 
uh, I think, or it seems to me, you have more freedom to, to be who you are with your contact and your beliefs in this. So the world that you look out upon probably has a lot more possibilities and upsides than, you know, vis-a-vis our, our cosmic friends than what I would have experienced. And, you know, what a difference a few decades makes, but I think it's been a forward movement, the, the openness. So, you know, tell me a little bit about uh, how you're looking at life right now and your contact, uh, what you think about things. I was going to say, yeah, um, I definitely think um, to think about the future is something very hard to think of, especially in times of now. But um, I think now we are at a point where like when my great grandmother used to preach about these things, it was literally completely bashed upon. It was so bashed upon that my grandma didn't even want to continue the work and passed it on to somebody else. And my great grandmother passed away. And then your family never talked about it. And then my family never talked wow. about it. Yeah. Um, my whole family still to this day doesn't talk about it. They think I'm out here crazy. And, but when it comes to the younger generations and things like I was in, even in the sorority, I was in college and like, I had friends that I was telling this stuff to. And like, there people I feel like are so much more open to the ideas be like, yeah, alien aliens are real. Like, yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. (laughs) Like, sure. Like beat me up. Like, I feel like it's such a more open topic now that we're headed into a more positive direction Mm -hmm. but yeah and I just feel very grateful and blessed that I was able to go to IU when I did I was I'm blessed that I was able to get the education that I did um because studying you know environmental sciences is truly and having passion for the outdoors and wanting to help protect and save the planet and you know, getting a degree that has conservation a part of it, that is, if I didn't have that, that is like what ignited my fire to be like, you are here to hopefully make a positive change to the planet, you know, but when I went to school for environmental science, I wasn't doing CE5 yet. (laughs) So I was just like, I'm going to be a scientist. And then you know, when I was a junior in high school, my friends were like, Gracie, you really need to pack those ET experiences you had at a young age. Like it's, you can't just pretend like they didn't happen to you, you know? And I was like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're probably right. You're probably right. And then that's what led me to do, start the podcast, start my TikTok, um, and then eventually do these CE5 events, which is how we became friends. So, um, yeah. And when it gets brought up to the future, like my great grandmother, she wrote books about like world messages for the coming decade and project world evacuation. Mm-hmm. And like, she made pre- predictions on what could have happened, but I think it's so hard to think about exactly what will happen because I do believe, yes, we can change as a uh, humanity and we can build something beautiful here. But I also think we do need to acknowledge the damage we have done here. I mean, look what's happened in Ohio. I mean, we've literally damaged entire ecosystems here that's kind of hard to recover from. So if there would be advancements, I don't think that they'd be done by just us alone. That's interesting you say that. I mean, and that's very hopeful uh, because one thing that I always talk about uh, is our partnership, um, a co-creation between uh, us, humanity, and, and our cosmic friends. Uh, I believe that they're eager to help us, but uh, they've said in the communications I've had with them to not to look up, not to look upon them as gods, because you know, for human beings, that would be kind of a natural place for many people to go when they see anything that's advanced, right? But uh, in this case, they say, no, we're just elder bro- elder brothers, sisters, and cousins. We're family. So in the way that, like, uh, this is the way I cast it in my mind, the way that an older brother, sister, cousin might want to be a mentor to someone younger who hasn't who's, who hasn't gone along the same road yet, I look upon it that way as uh, we're, we have some mentorship available to us if we show that we're open and willing and peaceful to, uh, to accept it. Uh, they're willing to give it. And that's where I see the future is this co-creation and that why I'm interested in CE5, because that's the way you dial them up, right? You know, however your method, your modality of contact, at least you're making the connection, you're forming a relationship 
the way that you would with, uh, uh, you know, a distant relative, uh, a great grandmother, for example, you know, or anyone uh, who wants to help, who wants to work with you. So I find that exciting because, yeah. yeah, if you've had mentors in your life, then you know how powerful that can be. It kind of centered, uh, rather, what's the word? Um, it, it advances your own, uh, it speeds you up by catalyzes that's the word catalyzes your own evolution and your own work when someone lends us a helping hand like that and cooperates so i don't know what your thoughts are yeah i was gonna say the way i look at it is i've been told like they're here to help guide and assist us they'll never do it exactly for us though but they'll help us figure it out on our own they'll help us help ourselves yeah that's a good way to put it yeah, it, I look at it too. Like, like if you if you have a child, you don't want to do everything for for your child growing up because how would they learn? Plus, they get spoiled, and rotten, and self centered, and all that. So, the best thing you can do, like you said, Grace, is to uh, you help your child. They're helping us to help ourselves. Like, hey, did you think of that? Or, you know, stop for a minute. What are you doing here? You know, it comes in so many forms. What's that? I was like, they tell us to use your brain, you know, <laughs> more than one fifth yeah. of your brain, please. It's time, <laughs> which is what's so exciting about, you know, Cassie's great grandmother's book. She, we really, there's the book on cosmic dynamics of cosmic telepathy. That is a step-by-step -step of how we ourselves can take that initiative and better ourselves but that is something that it's a choice that each of us much must make um and that's you know it's just a part of our individual individual journeys i guess unless you're one of the people that are like well we're here on earth right now to i was gonna say um uh what's the phrase what's the phrase stir the pot <laughs> oh stir the pot that's yeah. a good way to put that yeah it's <laughs> a very tact very tactful language yes uh <laughs> you know the cool thing is there's millions of us who are millions tens of millions who are not here to stir that pot it, it's kind of stirring itself and it's going to boil over but we're here to to help not that not happen i believe and that's why it's always a joy to to run into other people who know that their life has a purpose to, to serve something higher uh, and better and not just for themselves, but for, you know, all the life forms around here. And let's face it, we got to work with humanity because humanity is doing the most destructive things right now. It's not, not the animals, right? Not the rocks, not the plants. It's the humans who need to behave better, you know, and more often. To each other and everything else and that's what we're centered with right now um i do see um a lot of potential in humanity i just our potential to love to be kind to be humble to be brave curious um those are some very strong qualities that i see in us every day and i know that that might not be well shown on the news all the time but humanity we have the chance to be something extraordinary um but that won't happen unless we do it together i think you know well so, it, it, what, what sense does it make to reach out to cosmic civilizations if we don't reach out to each other right i mean this is our home and uh the human family whether we like every individual member or not is still that family uh i suppose if we want to enter any galactic uh, uh, alliances or conferences or, or or civilizations, whatever, we have to prove that we can get along with each other. Uh, because otherwise, why would be we be welcome into someone else's kind of club if we're going to be disruptive? If we're going to be the the pot stirs, um, I wouldn't do that. But you know, invite that in. But but you know, I agree with you. I'm uh, I see a lot of potential. I, I think our cosmic friends see it in us too. Um, but you know, when you so. <laughs> that's why they're still here. You know, think about it. They could have given up on us probably a long time ago, but not. Uh, my, um, my, my wife 
once had a C5 experience in our group when she was looking up at the, the night sky and there was a group of us and she was next to me and I saw her just get startled. She was staring at a little piece of the sky like this. And it's what, what startled her was it zipped open the way that a, um, like a, like a luggage, you know, three-sided thing just zips open and the flap comes open. Space did that as she just was watching it. It zipped open. She's going, what? But what she saw in that open area were stars, um, many more stars, but spaceships parked by an incredible number of them. It was thick up there. She said it was a parking lot of spaceships that were hidden behind the zipper, right? And then it zipped itself back up and was done. So that was eye-opening in more ways than one because uh, I forgot what point I was going to make with that, but we have a lot of help is what I'm saying. And we've had other members of our group who had a similar experience to prove to them that we aren't alone, um, either among not not among ourselves or not among the, the stars either. And every now and then they just you know give you an experience like that to say, yeah, yeah, there's lots of us here. We we believe in you. That's why we've stuck yeah. around. We're, we're parked up here. You know, we're we're having tailgaters up here, parties and stuff. <laughs> we're waiting for the game to start. Right oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. What, uh, Cassie, what is your grandmother's name? Great grandmother. Her name was Tuella. But, um, um, many new, so her actual name was Reverend Thelma Terrell. She was actually ordained in a five different religions. Um, that's exactly what started her getting into all this. And have you ever heard of the man named George Van Tassel? So a yeah. lot of people talk about him. He's actually who introduced Tuella to Ashtar. So. Oh. I'm learning something here. Uh, <laughs> I've been to the Integratron several times. Um, and what I learned about George Van Tassel, I learned from the walls there, you know, in the lower in the lower part of it there, they've got... Oh, what's that? I haven't been there yet. I haven't either. Oh, go, go. Oh, no. Don't worry, it's on the list. <laughs> the last time we were in Joshua Tree, my car broke down. <laughs> So uh, it was trying to tell you something. Stay, stay. No, but I know, I know. But what were you saying about Van Tassel? Well, when you um, when you go to the Integratron, there, uh, the experience that you they do with the uh, the sound bath is upstairs. You go up a little ladder and you lie down on mats, and that's where all the beautiful action happens. But the ground floor of it, on the walls, all the way around, is nothing but newspaper clippings from way back in the day, posters, pictures. And if you're like a, a billboard reader like I am, I mean, I can't go buy one without like, you know, my wife is driving like slow down. Actually, no, she likes to do the same thing. I've got to read everything because I want to learn. That's what the Integratron is like. You just start at one end, give yourself the time before the show starts. Well, except they don't let you in until just before. But um, and that's how I learned because there's pictures of George Van Tassel back in the day with stories and newspaper clippings and Howard Hughes had a landing strip built out there at Giant Rock. Uh, and we went to Giant Rock and did a CE5 there with, with our group. So that was a, a beautiful experience. And mm -hmm. now I find out uh, from you that uh, Tuella, I should not be surprised, and George Van Tassel uh, had a connection there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we really want to go to the Integratron. I think I'd be blown away. I would like too. a thousand different things about Ashtar and would love to talk to them about it. But uh, yeah, it's definitely on the bucket list. But mm -hmm. Also yeah. go to Giant Rock when you're there. Um, there is a uh, there is a woman who gives gives tours out there. If you're, uh, if you're me, I don't like driving out in the desert where there's no landmarks or anything and can get lost and if you stay after dark good luck you better know your way back because the uh giant rock is out there the integratron is a little bit easier because there are roads and and whatever and it's on gps sort of but what i'm trying to say is uh if you don't take a tour from someone else and do go out to giant rock just know that when you go to that place it's the rock where um Back in the day, that contactee movement that your great-grandmother was a part of, Cassie, uh, would draw thousands of people out to the frickin' middle of the desert there where there was nothing. But that's why Howard Hughes built a landing strip there. Many people don't know that he was into this. 
so that he could fly his plane in and 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 be part of the the gatherings that they had and they had a stage there and speeches so giant rock was a thing it was a movement uh the first mass contacting movement um i don't know all the history it must have lasted through the 60s and the 70s uh, yeah and things happened with george in his life and it, it didn't get completed and I'm, you probably can tell me a little bit more about that story, maybe from what you've heard, uh, why that was. Um, so I know, so as I was saying, she was ordained into five different religions. She was super into all this stuff. And then she started to explore into channelings and she came across George Van Tassel and he introduced her to Ashtar. And then it was after that, that they started working together and she started to do learn who Ashtar was and do her own channelings and get into that. So George Van Tessel sort of like passed the torch on to her, so wow. to say. And so from that, and when we're bringing up Giant Rock in her one book, On Earth Assignment, she talks about how she used to host things at Giant Rock. She also used to do like Yucatan, Mexico, hmm. and she would do Shasta and all these different locations. She traveled for about 10 years doing things like that. And so that's super cool. You're able to bring that up. But as far as like the relationship between them, I don't know exactly too much because it was a very long time ago and I, my sources are limited, but um, that's what I do know about the relationship. I'm sure I'll find out a lot more when I go to the Integratron. It's yeah. also interesting. I just, I always like bringing this up because it blows my mind. So Cassie Tuella died in 93. Her grandmother stopped with the books in 95 Cassie found the books in 2020 and in I don't remember which book it was it talks about how the plan went on pause for exactly 25 years wow. and then Cassie 25 years later finds the books in her grandma's basement and now here we are <laughs> oh okay. yeah and project mode evacuation it was the first book i read so when i found out about everything i found all of this off of google and then i found a website that was on a piece of the paper on the bottom and i looked at the website and found a whole page dedicated to my great-grandmother and then i found out she wrote these books and so i started searching out the books and the first one i searched was project world evacuation and then on google pops up this link and it's just the whole book as like a pdf copy and i read the whole thing in one night but that's when i read it said that they had the plan on pause for 25 years and I didn't know the 25 year time frame until after I talked to my family and stuff when my grandma had stopped everything that is fascinating and you should I'm sure you understand your some role that you have to play as you came along uh doing all that research because what well, isn't the internet great sometimes what your family would never have told you or revealed just a few searches with Mr. Google and whatnot. Uh, that stuff just came up and and you were right there. You were the person with the inquisitive mind to and the enthusiasm to put it all together. I know. I had never even heard Ash's name until I was a senior in college. And my mom used to have a dog named Ashtar. And my whole family knew about <laughs> it. So why did they pretend like they didn't know what they they just they just think she said what they wanted her to say. They just she I don't they just thought she was crazy. I don't know. I think it just stems when there was some family trauma and they just wanted to hold it against her. And because now I'm into it, they think that I just say what people want to hear. And I'm like, if only you realized how much bigger it is than that. But um, much bigger than the Galactic Federation. And well, what what is it that that is bad about what people want to hear? What is it that they think people are wanting to hear that makes that a weapon against anyone saying it i'm not sure i'm saying that correctly but that's honestly a question i still wonder too i think they're still grasping onto the fact of the idea of channeling and because you got to know so the office tuella's office was a part of the house in which my aunts and my mom and my grandma and my grandfather lived like they all lived together they lived with tuella so i think a lot of it was just overwhelming that they saw that their great that their grandmother gave more of her time to the work and the mission that she was doing that she did to the family at the time um, and I think for that they held that towards her and they felt like her work pulled her away and I think that's also why my grandmother my grandma stopped with the work at the time and so now that the family kind of moved past all of it for so long for me to be like 
Oh, Ashtar Command, that's awesome. I'm going to make a website. I'm going to tell everybody about it. They're like, oh, I thought this was sealed up and done with. Like, <laughs> your grandma was crazy. And then now there's me. And I moved across the country. And I'm like, yeah, Ashtar Command, let's do this. Let's tell everybody. And so that's where we're at. <laughs> I see. For them, it's like re-experiencing what for them was a tra was a, something traumatic. And here you are picking it up, opening up what for them is a, a wound of some kind yeah. or something they don't want to face. But good on you for sticking to what, I mean, it's your life, right? It's it's your your service work. And yeah, and, and I think and I think my my family has come around now. Like my mom will watch her podcast and her YouTube's now, and she'll talk about Ashtar here and there. Really, she, she has now. Now that she sees, because she sees how much I'm dedicated to it, and I mean, like you can't you cannot make up a passion for something, and you don't move the whole way across the country for something you're not genuinely passionate about. Yeah. So to see how passionate I am about it, it has opened this part where my family's like, oh. Well, maybe there actually was something to it. And so I think it's starting to click in her mind. So, well, plus, and as I hear that you say that, I, I'm thinking the advantage for this time that you have is that uh, there are no strings on you ignoring a family because the baggage that Tuella had was, which what you said that he held against her was, hey, you're giving more time to this thing than to us. Um, I'm doubting that that kind of those kinds of expectations are laid on you. Like you're you're supposed to be a matriarch of the family and you have all these responsibilities. Apparently you don't. If you can pick up and move across the country, you're a free enough spirit that that also frees your mother not to uh, project anything onto you about what you should be doing. She's able to look at you kind of in a fresh way. Uh, mm -hmm. And if that opens up her mind, you can sneak in and the light comes in through that. Uh because she she's maybe out of judgment or maybe healed a little bit but anyway i'm I'm glad to hear that uh yeah. the, the human drama is part of all this right we 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 look to the stars and we make connections and i'm sure our cosmic friends know that we still have to deal with you know going to work dealing with co-workers our cars get flat tires uh people diss us for this or join us for that whatever there's there's the human drama mixed in with all this. And sometimes it's hard to keep your North Star uh, up there. Well, I mean, it's up there, but it's hard to keep navigating and staying on course. Uh, Grace, what, what what do you find like are some of the challenges for you uh, that run counter to what you want to be doing? Um, you mean like right now what I'm doing? Or in the recent, yeah, yeah. With this work with, uh, with contact. Well, when contact first happened to me in Costa, I know we've talked about this a little bit, you know, my first experiences happened um, in my childhood into high school. And I had some like, major contact physical experiences. And that got me here doing the CE5. And the one thing I, I really noticed is that it put a, a major stress on if not all of my relationships, whether that's my friendships, my family, um, choosing this, choosing to explore what happened to me and explore what they were trying to tell me, explore what my purpose might be in all of this, choosing that, it did put a strain on my family. They thought I was nuts. Um, they love me and it's their love for me that keeps, it's, it's their love for me that wants them to that want that what am I trying to say it is their love for me that is allowing them to have an understanding an open heart and an open mind which is wow. super special it's very um I mean I'm not saying it's perfect um but it has been a journey for me to kind of view it from this perspective for me to say like I know that what I'm doing right now weirds you guys out <laughs> you know I know that talking about it freaks you out I know that when my grandparents ask what's Gracie doing out in Arizona how is she making money and they tell them that it's ET related they'd probably lose their minds so you know what I mean so it's like that has um been a lesson for me to understand how to approach it in a way that makes my family comfortable 
But at the same time, I'm coming from a place of like being grateful that they're allowing me to explore this part of me, but still like love me from a distance, you know, and be like, I might not totally get you, Gracie, but I love you. So you, if ETs is what you want to do, go do it. We'll just, we'll be right here, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, that that leads me then to a, a a follow on question that follows on really to that point. Uh, how do I phrase this? Uh, recently, when uh, events occur, and not just in the last couple of weeks, but I'm thinking back to 2016 when the the UFO UAP world was all agog over the the headlines coming out about the Navy fighter jets that were tracking these objects and the, the pilots were just uh, amazed. And anyway, that hit the mass consciousness and it did have an effect, even though that the military's job is always to perceive as everything, everything is a threat. Like that's how it starts out. Everything's a threat until you know what it is and can counter it if that's what you feel you have to do. So even though they cast that uh, December 2016, I think it was, that event uh, with uh, the, the Navy pilots in a in a threatening kind of scenario, it still gave some credibility. I've been finding out because people write to me about this and they say, hey, my neighbor across the street used to think I was crazy about this stuff and I wouldn't talk about it. But this time he came over the other day after he saw the headlines and said, so the government's admitting that there's something out there. What do you know about that? It opened up some conversation there was just like the, the door was open that much in their mind or maybe barely but suddenly it opened up and no it's not in the most perfect way of knowing what we know about the intentions of our cosmic friends uh rather than being cast as a threat but still it opened up some minds so my question is do does either of your families know about these uh what i call mass consciousness events that that are giving a little bit more credibility. And I mean, and if they do, has that helped at all for them to, to start questioning and asking you more? Um, so my dad actually, like I grew up watching ancient aliens with my dad. I mean, he was always very, he would always say like, no way God just made us. You no, know? he was like, he was, he was like, I know that there's more out there. So I grew up with that, you know? And even when I had these experiences and I tried to talk to my my dad about it, he still was like, oh, I don't know, you know, but that's understandable because it was very like, what, you know? Um, but since then, he's actually done a CE5 with me and uh, it's really, he's he wants to learn. He's He's trying to, as we all should, do our own research and and read and you know, find articles that resonate or watch videos or documentaries. He's, he's trying. And now my mom is too. And it's funny because as this stuff comes out in the news, they're like, you were telling the truth, <laughs> you know, they're like, you weren't lying. You know, I'm sorry. We didn't um, wow. ask you before, yeah. more. you know, we tried to tell me and I didn't believe you, but now it's in the news. So well, there's there's your story. That's your testimonial right there that some good came out of what otherwise would be like, be afraid, be very afraid kind of situation, which other people do get afraid, but other people open up. Um, how about you, Cassie? Did the mass media news uh, positively or negatively uh, affect, you know, family around you? I'm going to be honest. I don't uh talk to my family as often as grace talks to her family um despite all the circumstances i love them i love their journeys that they're on but um i know that from watching my content that my family's into it like my dad he's super into conspiracy theories and he believes me and all of that but as far as how my immediate feeling like my mom and my brother and sister are handling it i honestly don't know Okay, that's an honest answer. Yeah. You know, one thing I tell uh, people in my community when I get a chance is uh, no matter where we are in our situation today with those who accept us and those who don't, the day will come because we know contact is just getting closer and fuller by the day. And none of us knows when it will explode into full open contact or how that will really look. 
Uh, that's above my pay grade. Um, but it, I think it is happening. Your, your doorbell will ring, your phone will ring by people who uh, put you off before when that happens some event or some series of events that are undeniable, the undeniably the beginnings of an approach to humanity that the cosmics are making, which I call full open contact. Other people have different uh, you know, terminology and that's fine. But when that starts happening, like I say, I keep telling people, be ready, be prepared. When like what happened to you, uh, Grace, is suddenly someone who you thought was closed is coming to you with some questions and giving you some credence and credibility now. I'm just saying that's going to happen a whole lot more uh, than, than what is going on now. And, you know, just be prepared. I, I think our job will be to be very loving about it and just mm-hmm. say, well, welcome, you know, you know. What questions can I answer? And if I don't know, I may know somebody who can answer that. Or here's a place to go for more info, you know, whatever. Well, we'll be that resource. And mostly what people I think will need is some kind of an emotional thing, because this won't be a, you know, give me someone's term paper on this. They're going to be like, oh, my God, is this real? What do you know more about this? What do they want? You know, are they really going to give us technologies to cure cancer? Like they're talking about all that. Do you believe that? You know, it'll be a real emotional and maybe stimulating kind of intellectual kind of thing. And that's why I ask people to be prepared. You'll be the instant expert in your circle. And okay. that's, I think that's a good thing. Well, it's what um, I'm definitely preparing for because I, I want, you know, if contact, whether that happens tomorrow or three years from now, I want to be there for people. And I want to be somebody that, people be like, oh my goodness, they're here, Gracie. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, that's why I love the community that, you know, that I have on TikTok and that we've created together. It's, it's just, there are people that see the beauty in this topic. And, you know, it's not just us spreading these positive um intention about our our star friends you know so it's it's just cool to be a part of and we are definitely not alone in this we are definitely all in this together so no so how uh tell me more about your, the community like that, that you've created because you know it's a social world now whether we like it or not everybody's all over the map talking or yelling at or hating or loving each other whatever when you can have a community, I know, because I built one, uh, there's a lot of upsides. What's been your experience? Uh, I'll start with you, Cassie. You want to go first? Grace, you lead that okay. one. I'll, I'll take <laughs> oh, she can... um, But the one thing I noticed just from starting the TikTok and the podcast is that even though I wasn't very comfortable with putting myself out in that way, I had enough people respond, you know, some people would say, oh my gosh, this happened to me. Hearing your story makes me realize I'm not crazy or, you know, Gracie, like, I'm so interested in this. Like, thank you for talking about it. Um, You know, I just things like that. And then you have conversations with these people and then you become friends and then you're FaceTiming every so often. It's just, it's beautiful. It's, yeah, when I started the journey, sorry, I made no, you go first. But when I started the journey, I never really intended to get here. I mean, my TikTok started because I would just make funny TikToks and I had TikTok because everybody else had TikTok. And then I found out about my great grandmother. And then one random day, um, my friend told me to make just to make a video about it, like just see like just watch it it'll go viral just watch and so I made the video about Ashtar and the video went viral and that's another thing that that shocked me I was like okay okay this is real and so then after that I would start I got invited to like an interview and like radio interviews and I did that and like I would post on my social media here and there but like to have called off a content creator that was never the true intention of where I was going but it kind of just came with the territory and I love it. (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, I can I can tell by both of your energy here that you're really where you want to be. You're doing um, heart's work, right? Mm -hmm. And that's uh, that will attract even more of it that way. Uh, and I understand what you mean about not intending uh, to get out there and also having a little bit of trepidation. Uh, because if those of us who spend any time around social media know that there can be a lot of trolling and hating and whatever that goes on. So you think to yourself, uh, why take a risk like that? You know, my life's going, okay, you know, okay, the way it is now, why invite, you know, people to attack and all that. But like you two, I've discovered in community that most people, by and large, want to know more or are supportive. Um, I guess as, as soon as you get, as long as you get your hashtags right, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to say, um, Grace, like she had, when she made her Instagram and stuff, she has, she made a whole Instagram and a whole separate TikTok and things like that. But like for me, I was in college and then the one, one day, next day, you were all of a sudden my post changed completely 180 and I'm talking about aliens and things like that. Like I'm talking, I still all my high school friends, all my college friends, people I used to work with. And then all of a sudden I'm straight up, here's this guys. I'm talking about aliens. aliens. I talk to aliens. I go on board. I do this. I do that. And it, and, and I honestly lost followers. I've lost friends. I've lost wow. people I used to date. It was, it was crazy, but um, the real ones stuck it out. And it was honestly shocking. Like now I'll go live on my main account and I'll see people from like high school clicking on it. And I'll be like, huh, you're interested in this stuff. I would have never guessed that from you, but people are still tagging along. And I had an old like college friend that I knew freshman year that I just never really talked to again. She was like, I love that you're talking about this stuff. I'd love to hang out with you. And I was like, huh. So uh, yeah, there, there was the good and the bad, but ultimately I was just kind of at a point where I was like, well here this is about me everyone like literally on Facebook to my grandpa's a pastor he was a Christian pastor like I'm talking my family is deep rooted in it and on Facebook I was straight up yeah my grandmother channeled this and I do this now so and I dropped out of college everybody they loved it they <laughs> loved it <laughs> really no not at all <laughs> yeah yeah you can you can lay out the best plans and then 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 you do something else and people love that kind of, but aren't the, isn't that great? Those are life's pleasant surprises. God knows there's enough unpleasant ones that come along, but things like that, that happen. Uh, some doors close and others open. That's what I think a lot of people have found out. Uh, I, I have heard of numerous uh, marriages of people that I've known that have broken up over this topic because one partner would change and get into it and the other could not handle it, even with children involved and stuff, which is some of the, the, the toughest things to have to deal with uh, when breakups like that occur. I was then, with someone for three years and then I was like, yeah, Ash Dark Command, I'm probably going to talk to the aliens and have them channel through me. And they, they didn't like that. So the rest is history. No, it didn't last long. Um, no, under understood. You gotta be yourself, and you have to accept that not everyone's gonna come along, right? But then another door opens, right? Mm -hmm. And you make new friends, and new new relationships happen. New partners come along, uh, and that I think it's just a human experience. And and I've watched like the people whose marriages broke up get remarried to somebody, because to their credit, the next time they chose a partner they were filtering for that that person to have that interest already because it's like from the the negative experience you go okay this is this is what the the bone of contention was next time i'm really going to be careful that that is uh more of an attractor rather than something that is divided a relationship something that builds that you, you build on um i did that in my life um and like i said i've known others that have done that so uh, you got to be true to yourself, you know, you know, we're all on our own unique journeys, right? Pretty much. Uh, we have to get along with each other along the way. Um, did, do you find, um, in your age group, well, I think you alluded to this earlier, but it was you grace that they're more, or maybe both of you touched on it. There's generally more of an acceptance, uh, like on a wide scale. And, and I hate to paint with a broad brush stroke, but sometimes you can, there's an openness to this topic 
that uh, my generation didn't have for sure. And probably the generations that are following you will even consider more of a baseline like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. And then build on that. Uh, I mean, are you seeing that in your personal life now? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I really noticed it when I was in school, um, just as uh, what's the phrase by Arthur C. Clarke? It's um, magic oh. is just science that we don't understand yet. Right. Yeah. And so here I was, you know, with an interest in science and I wanted to learn more about it. But what I ended up realizing is that the sciences that we used to think were like too woo woo, too mystical, it's actually all still science. Now we understand it better. So it's not magic. Oh, well put. You know, um, so it's like you have just thousands and thousands of students that are getting an education in a time where the science is much more welcomed. And so you have more people um, that are like, oh, I want to do that. Like aliens are real. Well, how does that technology work? And then you get into the reverse engineered technology and we've had it for a really long time and Tesla and all that jazz. But it comes down to people being like, oh, this is taken seriously now. I'm going to learn about it because I can. <laughs> you know, I think it becomes like a, a snowball. You know, the, the people that it's toughest for are the pioneers, right? Because the pioneers like uh, Tuella, right, had to break new ground. And and that's tough, but the people that kind of come after as the path becomes, you know, clearer and more acceptable, like you were saying, you know, Gracie, that uh, suddenly now people have a curiosity about it rather than a, a judgment. And that, I think, is uh, synergistic. It, it, it's multiplica multiplicative. It, it, it's not just onesies and twosies. Suddenly it's hundreds of people. And it's growing up all around us. Did you know that uh, the, there was research done in 2016 when it completed? It was done on the internet. It was by a Dutch firm called Glocalities. Uh, and, and Grace, you probably heard me talk about this. I don't know if Cass, Cassie has. But uh, it's been driving me uh, crazy in a good way because I, I just can't believe the good news. The research that was done uh, was a, with 24,000 people in a lot of different countries with different cultures, different beliefs, you know, di different economic political systems. In other words, a diverse demographic of, of humanity, um, not just crystal gazers in the San Francisco Bay Area or something, right? So uh, the research was about people's uh, adults' attitudes towards uh, extraterrestrial life. And they asked a lot of questions. But as I read the, read the research, the two questions stood out to me. Uh, because of what I do, and the researchers asked this this uh, demographic, all these people, you know, do you believe in extraterrestrial life and an intelligent? Uh, they called them alien, which our, our friends don't like that to be used, but that that was the terminology. Do you believe in intelligent alien civilizations out there, not not just like a little microbe under a rock somewhere? Um, and a large number of people came back and said yes. And from those people, the, the, the question that was follow on was, well, you believe that they do exist. Uh, should we be contacting with them? Should we interact with them? And a large number of people said yes to that. So uh, the research produced all these statistics about how many replied to this question, that question. But the bottom line was those two questions. And when I looked at the percentage of people who uh, believed in those questions, who answered yes, I realized that was the low-hanging fruit for all of us in the work we're involved in of people who already believe and who think we should be communicating. So there's no fear. There's no disbelief. It's like sweet spots all over the place, low-hanging fruit. And I did some of the math to see um, on a global population how many people that might represent on Earth. Uh, because what they did was a small sample study. And like all studies, sometimes you can extrapolate uh, to a larger audience and, and get a, uh, a sense of a bigger picture. So I did all that. I did the math for that, given that initial base research. And I came up with 1.3 billion people on the planet, adults, who answer yes to those two questions. And that astounded me. I had no idea that there are that many that are open 
to what we're doing here and that we're communicating. Uh, but the fact of the matter is half of those people are wondering where their next meal's coming from. So they're not looking up at the stars every night wanting to make contact. But in essence, and you know, they're open to it. So if through our efforts here, through social media, we already have the audience out there. We, we know we're not alone and it's massive. It's not 100% of humanity. You know, it's, you know, maybe, I don't know, 13, 15%. Uh, I don't remember the numbers, but 1.3 billion out of 8 billion people on the planet is a sizable chunk that you never would ex have expected. And that's who we need to work with and, and who we need to, to reach. And that's why we're doing what we're doing here, uh, talking and uh, hoping to find better ways and funner ways to to let them know that uh, there is this thing called CE5 and you don't have to have a radar dish and zillions of dollars to do the research to make contact. All you need is a uh, a nice $50 gravity chair or even a lawn <laughs> chair and a little bit of time and a nice spot or even your living room, right? The telepathy thing can happen anywhere and bang, you know, you've got it. You can make the contact. Um, and that's what's exciting is is learning that there were that many people. Mm -hmm. that's incredible I that mean and that number is only going to grow you know so it's it's like truly there is only up from here you know so at least that's how I'm choosing to see it but well and it's uh, I agree and it's our um, I think responsibility knowing all that to put our narrative out there that that it's friendly contact because there are countervailing forces that of course want to cast all this in a very negative light uh, the contact and those of us in the grassroots who 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 know better um, need to counteract that that kind of narrative and give some hope and inspiration and a positive spin to what's going on to the help that we have um, so anyway that's what we're trying to do mm -hmm. I think it's going great <laughs> you think it's what I think it's going great <laughs> I think so too. Uh, just look at your followers. Um, you're you're going to continue to find creative ways to to reach out to people. You know, TikTok, Instagram, social media. Th those are tools I could not. I'll tell you, sitting in Lindley Hall, you know, or at Ruble Computer Center when I graduated in '77. Um, I could not have imagined uh, the instant reach that we have now, uh, both in terms of time, how quick it is, and how widespread. That's what I think is still a thrill for me after all these years when a new person comes along saying, you know, I had an experience in childhood, I kind of stuffed it, but now it looks like it's safe to talk about it. So thank you for having this community, or thank you for introducing me to this person in my area. I can take the next step now. Wow. You know, I, I don't get tired of that, all the onesies and twosies of that. And as you know, from the work that you do, you just don't know how many people down the line that you're affecting for every person, right, that uh, leaves a nice comment and says, wow, thank you, Cassie. Th you know, thank you, Grace, for saying this. You know that they're talking to someone else about it. If even it's one other person, but it's probably multiple people half of whom probably think it's okay and half of whom may say you're crazy, but at least the word is getting out. And my star friends call that uh, um, a virtuous circle where we make the contact with them. We tell other humans, they make, they make contact too. And the, the star people have permission to, to make even more contact with us as more humans talk to each other. So anyway, it's organic. The, the mm -hmm. growth is, and, and that you'll never know, maybe until we get to the other side, how many people that we've been able to affect positively uh, just by doing a TikTok. You just don't know. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I know that there's an upside to it because our hearts are in it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Any other thoughts that you have that you want to put out there that we can uh, talk about? I, we covered all my notes that I had <laughs> written down. So I thought that would... I I, that was, was a great, great conversation. That was fun. We covered a bunch of different points. I loved it. Yeah, that's I'm excited for um, our followers to see this video. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me uh, I'll um, as I get on TikTok, I'll be looking or or let me know when you 
No, wait. I I, I follow you. I, I'm not sure. What's your, um, Cassie, what's yours? So I can do a follow thing. Um, my All my socials are just Cassie Cohen. Um, so it's C-A-S-S-Y and then Cohen, C-O-H-E-N. All One my word. socials. Okay. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Makes it easy. I make it easy for everybody. And it's the same photo for every single platform. So okay. Yeah, <laughs> you, you put some thought into this. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Make make it easy. So I'll put this on our YouTube and our podcast. Outer Space Outcast. <laughs> Outer Space Out Outcast. I like that. Rebels. Yeah, that always works. Um okay, let's keep talking. Um we can revisit this sometime. We could get Hollis in on it sometime. She's had, um, well, she and I both have had experiences because she's clairvoyant in, in our CE5 contact world. She's able to pick up stuff that I can't. I mean, the potential I can, but I'm my gifts are not as full-blown and long, long time like hers are. I mean, she was a professional uh, clairvoyant. So it's great when we make contact because they approach her with telepathic messages and they give her inner visions of stuff that, that some of us don't see, but which are still true. And they, they augment the experience the, that we each have. So, so anyway, what's that? It's all a part of the experience. It is. So keep experiencing. It's nice to meet you, re-meet you and meet you. Yeah. It was nice to meet you. Yeah. We'll be talking again soon. Yeah, we will. Okay, take care.